our sponsor for today's episode of The Diojo Podcast is The Diojo. <laughs> they are the ones uh, financing this thing after all. So if you go to the website, thediojo.com, that's T-H-E, in case you didn't know how to spell the. And Diojo is a little tougher, D-Y-O-J-O.com. You can go over to the services tab and slide on down in that menu to freelance writing and you'll see Diojo offers freelance writing for things such as freelance articles, ghostwriting services, blog and web page content, converting videos and presentations into copy, remote estimating to help boost your capacity, book reviews, and a host of other creative services. There's even samples of written content as well as feedback from customers, such as high-quality, reliable freelance writer, great to work with, quick revisions. (laughs) If that's not a five-star review, what is? (laughs) No, really, what is? Anyways, check on thediojo.com, look at freelance services in the service menu, and hit us up if uh, you want to collaborate on a project. Why write for yourself when you can pay someone else to do it? <laughs> hey, uh, let's see. Good morning, good evening, good midday, good day, good morrow, good. Hopefully you're having a good day. Hopefully your family is healthy and well and your friends. And, you know, I was thinking, I just need a boost of positivity. And, you know, we're, we're all wondering, you know, is Congress going to pass this next round of, um, you know, stimulus or whatever they're calling it, you know, and then what are the impacts of that if they do and if they don't. So I thought, you know what, what are, I was going to reach out to an entrepreneur I know. Um, his name is Willy Wonka. He has a chocolate factory. He's been very generous, you know, inviting kids there. And I was just thinking, you know, what are you thinking about? You know, what's coming down the pipe? Do you have any words of positivity for us? Can you help us out, Willy? What do you think? Wow. <laughs> I apologize. I was expecting maybe a little more uh, Mr. Rogers and a whole lot less. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> okay. Um, so opening thoughts. Um, well, you know, I actually was thinking about, it's funny because it's like, okay, why do you do a podcast, right? Well, number one, I enjoy doing it, uh, but it's kind of an outflow of you know, doing things outside of your comfort zone. So I am comfortable writing. I actually enjoy writing. It um, calms me, whatever. You got to get your words out and trying to figure out ways that you can connect with people. And <laughs> I must say, uh, I think I've reached a level of mediocrity in that that uh, it may be unparalleled. So, um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, that does some online stuff, encouraged me to do videos. Uh, I think like I mentioned in this uh, interview with Water Damage Daily. <laughs> Name drop. Yeah. So if you're familiar with Instagram, uh, very funny daily uh, doses of humor relevant to property restoration, insurance claims, construction, those kinds of things. And so it got me thinking all in all about, you know, why do we do these things? You know, what's the point of Instagram? And so another um, LinkedIn contact 
I, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Tyler Basu, uh, just recently dropped um, a podcast, Influence and Scale. And so they're talking about, um, and he had a post that was pretty interesting, talking about um, top funnel, mid funnel, bottom funnel. So to me, that kind of verges in that bro sphere, you know, the influencer, the, um, you know, the thought leaders, THOT leaders. But uh, I think he, from listening to what he has on his podcast, he obviously has a depth of knowledge in this topic. And he recently posted, he's like, from 2012 to 2015, I published hundreds of pieces of content online, generated over 100,000 vid- visitors, downloads on my articles and podcasts, and made almost no money. Here's what I did wrong. So he talks about top of funnel. So the whole idea of a funnel I'm not breaking this down because I'm a subject expert, expert, expert. But if the top of the funnel is people coming into awareness of your brand, you want to funnel them down to some sort of a decision, right? We're in business to get people to do work with us, you know. So that top funnel is kind of your outreach and and um, you know finding who you want to work with and drawing them towards your product, making them aware, that kind of thing. So. He talks about, you know, the, um, what is it? Build the bottom of your funnel first, then create content to build awareness for your business. I think that's very practical. Um, You know, it can sound kind of confusing, but, you know, maybe like another metaphor, if you're going fishing, right? I have decided I am going fishing. What are you going fishing for, right? You know, do you need to have a boat in order to get that type of fish? Do you need to fish off the shore? Are you just kind of plunking your pole in the water and hoping something happens? That's kind of how a lot of us approach Instagram, social media, you know, and a lot of our marketing in general, right? You know, it's just very generic, very blase. Um, So what are you fishing for? Who do you know that knows some of the good spots that might share them with you? Who do you know that's had success with certain types of bait? You know, there's an art and a science and, um, you know, maybe some magic to fishing, right? You know, hitting the right spot at the right time with the right bait. Um, But in general, it can be just something really fun, right? Which is kind of where we're at with the podcast. Um, (laughs) I've got a couple funny stories, I guess, about fishing. So when we moved to Moses Lake, Washington, the, um, what is it, the the uh, mirage in the desert or the desert oasis, that's what they call it, um, even though it smells like duck farts all summer long. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you have a body of water that has fresh water coming in and no natural export of water. You know, it just comes in and it sits and all that muck rises during the summer and um yeah so it's a beautiful place it actually was a great place to grow up and i made many many lifelong friends there but uh so my grandma and grandpa lived on the they had a dock on the lake and one summer there was just i don't know i had to been like 9 or something like that 10 maybe a little bit older but um there was just all these fish up against the dock um this concrete dock and literally like just banging up and they're huge. And I'm thinking, man, that's bigger than any fish I've ever caught. I went fishing once for sturgeon and caught one that was like 49 inches long or something like that. But these were just massive um, fat. Um, And uh, so I ran into the garage because I was like, man, I can just fish those out with a net. And so I grabbed the net and I scooped up, I can't remember if I got two or three of them, and I was so stinking excited that I ran halfway up the the little hill in the yard yelling, you know, grandma, grandma. And um, I laid the net down, went to go get her <laughs> and show her my haul. 
And uh, when I came back out um, to show her, the net was gone and the fish were so banging up against and I couldn't see the net. And so she's like, oh, you wanted to show me that you lost my net, huh? <laughs> but um, so, you know, it's uh, maybe I, I think that's a good, um, you know, um, allegory towards marketing, right? So what would you do if you did net any fish, right? Do you know what you would do with uh, new clients and those kinds of things? And I'm sure there's many of you that are saying, yeah, right. I know what to do with new clients. But, uh, you know, the other part of it is if we had those fish and we were able to cook them, you know, what would we even do? So in Moses Lake, those fish are carp. Carp are giant goldfish. Um, and uh, and so and they're, they're bottom feeders. And so I can remember we had a youth pastor growing up that uh, was pretty um you know, pretty creative with how he foraged for food and those kinds of things. And so he actually, if you ate them, they just tasted like muck. They're gross. But um, what he would do, fill up a pool of water and funnel in fresh water for a couple of days and try to, um, you know, like uh, water them out. And then he'd just put a lot of salt and a lot of lemon on them. And uh, he actually enjoyed eating them. So big, I mean, lots of meat on them suckers. So um, you know, if you ever get to Moses Lake, there you go. There actually are pretty good fishing, fishing spots out in the dunes and those kinds of things. But thinking about marketing in general, you know, and um, and that's part of what our conversation is with uh, our guests. Like I said, Water Damage Daily. And if you know, uh, the identity of Water Damage Daily is currently a secret. It's shrouded in mystery. Nobody knows. We know. We do know, um, but whether you, you'll have to listen or watch the video to see whether um, they reveal their identity. So we're going to talk about uh, the use of humor and uh, marketing on social, on uh, Instagram in particular, and just ideas about the uh, the industry. So hope you enjoy this discussion with the Diojo podcast with What a Damage Daily. All right, um, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Officially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> We're here with, um, well, what we can say is water damage daily, right? And uh, so we want to protect uh, the identity of the innocent and the, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of those, uh, the intro to uh, Law and Order or something like that. But uh, In the criminal justice system. The people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. <laughs> so you started, I, I, I look back, it looked like uh, Water Damage Daily started February 11th, 2019. It looks like was your first post. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds pretty accurate. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you which one my first post was. But uh, I think that sounds right, February-ish of last year. Remember, I know fairly early in there, it might not have been the first one. It was an office meme or something like that. <laughs> no, the, I think it, the Michael Scott, uh, when you get a call on a Friday or something like that. Yeah, that, that sounds about yeah. right. It's, it's in the early, the early in there. So, okay, so you work in the industry and you're on Instagram uh, because you have nothing better to do, right? And then you decide <laughs> to, to launch this or what, what was the impetus to, to get the thing going? Uh, you know, I, I, I love Gary Vaynerchuk and, okay. and kind of his whole thing that he pushes yeah. and just and finding new ways and kind of taking over with social media and stuff. So I started, I started doing our, uh, 
our business Instagram. And I think to me, just with how much I put into it and, and yeah. kind of the success we've seen, I think it's probably top five Instagram pages in, in our industry. But, you know, I'm a little biased there. Yeah. So what I started to do is, you know, I, I, I think it's some funny stuff sometimes, or at least I think I do. My wife thinks I'm, I'm kind of dumb, but uh, <laughs> I, I always say, as long as I laugh, I'm happy. If someone else yeah. laughs, it's a bonus, right? Yep. Uh, so I started making these and I found that app and I follow a couple other pages like mine that just talk about other, other topics, you know, and yeah. asked ask that account, hey, what, what app do you use? I found the app and started making these videos in it. It just started rolling. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll make five to ten at a time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm I'm at a loss and I'm just not feeling it. So. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, I think anybody that does social media and tries to find that uh, that balance—that's true. You like you get inspired and and uh, right, right. And you want to bank a couple of them. So maybe that. Okay. So so you have the company um, social media. Um, and that's a lot of people struggle with that. How do you find that balance of it's so many people think social media is just, um, you know, Hey, look, this is our guys doing work. Wouldn't you want to hire us? We're the best. No. Oh, no, 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 come on. Stupid. No, we're going to, we'll try you off. Let's go to the bathroom. You know, that's pretty much the tagline, right? What have you learned about, I guess, social media for your a company that you feel like has been helpful and effective well you know like you said you see the hey hire us call us type of we're stuff and, yeah yeah we're the best and you know that's what everybody says um we obviously want to stay consistent that's a big thing but what i've tried to do is just try to try to educate people a little bit um q a's um people love before and afters um tell a story really you're a part of Telling the story of that loss. You're a storyteller. You're a storyteller. So, if we're telling the story of the loss, it's the lack of care. The lack of care. The lack of care. Is is kind of what it's been, um, and show your face. Not a people. Not enough people show your face. I mean, when you're out there trying to build a company, and pe people want to see a face, they want to they want to know somebody. They want to know personality. So that, that's what I've tried to do. And, you know, I, I think we've had some pretty good success. Like, like uh, in the sense of a selfie, like here I am at the job site type of thing. Or yeah. yeah. Tell them who you are and explain what's going on. Um, <laughs> you know, our business is not sexy. What we do is not sexy. Yeah. And it, what, what's hard is being able to stay present um, when you never know who's going to need you. It's not like we're an HVAC company or, a plumber or or whatever i mean you know, there's some plumbers that follow us um but in water damage restoration you never know who's going to need you so you got to right. get real creative um and stay present in that aspect yeah well and and so many uh pages it's like they're marketing to other restoration companies right like using words like i think even mitigation right if you look at the metrics somebody looking up mold is not looking at mold remediation. They're looking at mold removal or black stuff on my wall or, I mean, that's right. just like base level SEO or something like that. But, um, right. you know, using industry speak in your marketing to inline users is not um, <laughs> going to be yeah. a positive. 
Right. No, you're right. And, and you know, talking about how, how you can help them with your, with their insurance yeah. carrier, not that you're against them, but you've been doing this for some time, yeah. you know, you know how to price things, you know how to work with their insurance and stuff like that. And yeah. Explaining sure. what a deductible is. How many people don't know what a deductible yeah. is Yeah. or how that works? Mm-hmm. Um, just stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I think those are great, um, for, you know, the general thing. And then obviously, so you started this, um, and you've kept yourself, try to keep the account separate. Um, and, and, uh, hence the, uh, protective gear. And so, um, what about, uh, what keeps you, cause I don't think you've monetized water damage daily, right? It's not something and you're not driving traffic to your business so what keeps you going with it no you know what i i'm not monetizing it I, you know it'd be cool if an opportunity arose if contractor connection or or one of these uh you know one of these yeah what's the one, what's the one in vegas the the experience yeah, you know yeah, if, if they had us if they yeah. had us there yeah that'd be cool yeah. um but uh you know i i just think it's fun and kind of had so many followers now that I feel like I, I owe it to them to, to get some videos up yeah. every day, um, you know, and, and bring it. And it, it's cool to see how many people watch the videos. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'll range to 500, 600. And, you know, that, to me, that's a little bit of a failure. But uh, some, there's some videos that, that hit and they're like 1,700 views. Yeah. And, and it, I'm surprised sometimes which videos hit and which, which ones don't. But you guys have a sick sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> well, I, um, you know, uh, I've, for the Diojo podcast, I think I told you, um, I started using them, like try to make a, a small hype video for each guest and it's challenging to find, um, we were talking about this offline, um, you know, online videos that you can use that, uh, there's the rights to write without getting yourself into trouble. And then what you can put there's like three lines of text, right? And so, you know, trying right. to dial it into where it conveys what you're trying to convey is, is a challenge, you know, almost Twitter right. used to be a lot tighter, right? And, and now yeah. that up some, but uh, getting a point across in a short segment um, and then aligning it with that video is, uh, is tricky. News team, assemble! out there that you know that are pretty loyal and they come up with some stuff and yeah. i love to throw that in there it's probably probably 98 of the time what i'm thinking yeah um, and the other two percent are some ideas here and there and but you know what i tell people anyone that dms me i always tell them hey if you have something that you're thinking of or whatever send me a message and like we mentioned before it's not always possible given the app that i use not every single movie's on there so no. i always try to do my best to to implement what they what they said yeah um, and try to make a video out of it if if i didn't make a video out of what you said i apologize i, I did make an effort though i promise yeah no that's i mean like you said there's uh there's like a couple i follow like union there's adjuster memes um there's a couple yeah. others yeah. it seems like each, yeah. each industry has um and some of them are more active than others so um I meant to ask, um, I know we want to protect your identity, but what uh, most people don't set out to necessarily be in this industry um, and without giving away too much, what, uh, what got you into the industry and what has your background been? Uh, so, you know, I, we have a, we have a family business and oh, nice. we've been doing it for, doing it for quite some time. Uh, my grandfather and my, uh, 
grandmother started it. Um, and you know, they were, did it as a janitorial service and then it went from carpet cleaning to water damage restoration to getting the general contractors side of it into it. And that's, that's yeah. where we're at today. So, you know, I've kind of got drug into it and I, I get along with my, with my, uh, you know, my family members and uh, I figured why not? It's, it, it's, to me, it's a blessing to be able to work with yeah. them and to, to, you know, be a part of what they've built. So I figured why not? I like to help people and I think this is a good opportunity. So, yeah, I'm sure there's challenges. Uh, you know, there's days that are better than others, right? <laughs> sure. sure. When you've got kids when they work together. It's uh, it's, it's beautiful. And when they're at each other, it's just, uh, you know, it's the end of the world. <laughs> So did you, did you step away for a while and try other things or did you, um, you know, when you graduated high school and were looking at careers and those kinds of things, did you jump in? Uh, you know, I, I went to, I went and got, got my degree, uh, at a four-year university and my bachelor's, nice. um, got married and, and came back and it was kind of always the plan to, to go into, go into business with my father and, um, kind of just just hit the ground running and learn learning here and there and got to wear like 30 different hats uh just yeah. to yeah. get a good feel for for every aspect of, of the business and the industry and stuff like that so That's you know awesome. it was it was always kind of in the works when you're um i think i asked earlier about the youtube page so on your instagram um link you link to the uh ed cross bill loveland um exactimate conversation uh, yeah um, I, I have the Ed Cross video on there because I just think it's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And we, we need someone like that in our industry to kind of help push, push those things forward. So um, are you planning to uh, get into YouTube and those kinds of things? Is that, I'm, I'm sure that's been a thought. Uh, you, you know, I have thought about it you know, as of right now, I'm just so busy with what we have going on that yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of time to, to put towards that. Yeah. Uh, I know Gary Vaynerchuk would tell me to suck it up and stay up later and, and make <laughs> and create content. Uh, but you know, I got, I got, uh, the family here and my wife is gracious enough to, to let me be involved as much as I am. And she sees the, you know, the, the greater picture. Yeah. Um, so I try to get and devote as much time as I can once I get home to, uh, to, yeah. to my wife and the kids, you know, so. Well, I think you were mentioning offline that you do some work in the community and stuff like that too. So you're a busy, busy guy. Yeah. With yeah. Young, we got a lot young of kids. That's uh, there's, there's not a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it goes by, I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. It really does go by fast. So, you know, make sure you enjoy it because it's, you know, boom. Just like that. No, yeah. it's true. Well, I think I told you that my oldest is graduating this year. So it's, uh, and it seems like just yesterday, you know, so. Wild. Yeah. Um, the, uh, well, do you have, um, what do you, uh, think, um, speaking of, I guess, social marketing, the comedy of the industry and then, um, current events, you know, do you have thoughts on, um, you know, where we're at with, uh, companies doing COVID cleaning in the restoration industry? Uh, you know, obviously, obviously there's a need, um, but you know what, like Ed Cross was explaining recently, um, was you got to be careful with with liability issues and and so one of the challenges is going to be for the contractor to establish evidence about the limitations of the available information at the time the job was performed it's yeah. not the standard of care obviously 
to perform work according to the level of some technology or some science that has not yet been developed or discovered. Yeah. But if you don't have something clear in your file about what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, where you're doing it, then you're running into trouble. And so when we talk about documentation, we want to have a file set up in a way so that a third party looking at the file years later who has no knowledge of the background of the job and does not have eyewitnesses available to interview can understand the who, what, where, when, and why of the job and basically recapitulate the main events of the project simply by reading the file. And unfortunately, a lot of restoration contractors are not as diligent as they could be about creating that sort of documentation. Unfortunately, I think a lot of a lot of guys in our industry are super gung ho, and yeah, not really the best managers of the business to think of those things as far as liabilities. And um, I would just you know be careful that there is a need. Um, hopefully, that we're able or somebody's able to develop some type of of uh, you know, I know, I know there's some uh, some environmental companies out there with protocols and stuff, um, but it's yeah, not a perfect. Yeah, not not a perfect science, but uh, just make sure you get the right paperwork signed and and be honest and transparent with the people. Um, like I said, you know, as you know, once you clean it up, someone could come in and disinfect it yeah. or reinfect it. Excuse me, uh, right away. Yeah. Um, so you just have to be open and transparent because someone's to ease someone's mind and, and their emotions, whatever they're feeling, they, it might be worth it to them to pay that money to have you do the cleaning and take the risk of it being yeah. recontaminated. Um, so just be open honest and transparent with people. And, you know, I think that's what's best in our industry and, you know, being honest with people, what we do is a, is a need, but don't scare people into things. Just, just be yeah. honest with them. The fear tactics. Well, yeah, like you said, you know, your, your grandparents were, had a cleaning company and then, you know, that's our industry evolved out of carpet cleaners, janitors, and, uh, you know, contractors that this insurance right. kind of came in and, you know, our, our, our history as an industry is figuring ways out to do things, right? So, and creating right. value. And I know that's uh, a lot of friends I have in the industry, you know, they have customers calling them asking for this, you know, so sure. Sure. You know, if people need it and their companies are telling them to, you know, this needs to be done. And like you said, that peace of mind, then, um, and I think that was part of what Ed was saying too, is, you know, just think through what is your value proposition and communicate that clearly. Um, right. And which is what we should be doing regardless, right? Like it's not just business as usual, churn, churn, churn. It's what value are we creating and how are we charging for it? And yeah. There's no one else that's going to do it other than us. We're, we're the guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I got, like I mentioned kind of earlier when we we're discussing, there's a company in, one of our followers in New York and they're, they're not doing any water damage or fire stuff. It's all COVID cleaning because yeah. no one, no one wants them in their house. So they, they got to figure out how to yeah. stay busy and keep their people paid. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's obviously, uh, you know, I think of high density areas are, you know, we've got Seattle here, which initially was one of the highest and thankfully our numbers are trending down. Um, Good. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh you know, you see the videos of in China, they're going through and basically splitting bleach. You know, they got trucks bleaching yeah. the whole city. Crazy, you know? crazy. I can't, I can't help but wonder, you know, the, the, you know, collateral damage from that, you know, down the, down the yeah. road. But yeah. um, I don't think they care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people smarter than me are making those decisions, hopefully. So, 
Um, I think, you know, to circle back around, just um, do you have any other thoughts on like social media? I think so many contractors dabble and, you know, I'd be in that, that boat, you know, is there any other tricks and tips that uh, do you have one, maybe let's phrase it this way. Do you have one do and one don't one thing people should stop doing and one thing people should really consider start doing if they want to optimize their social media efforts? I, I one one don't I would say is you know a lot of the, the national franchise companies they send out these super generic posts. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. This yeah. is what mold is, and it has their logo. Yeah, don't. That's a waste of time. That's wasting somebody's somebody's space in their feed. I I skip right over those. I think they're dumb. Yeah, get get on there. Let someone see your face. Explain what mold is. Explain some of those health hazards. And, and you know, be personable about it. Educate the people and, and give them a face. Um, the do's, don't be, well, I guess that's a don't, but don't be scared, I guess. Um, the, the first video I ever posted, it was just a story. And I sat in my truck for 30 minutes. Oh, dang. And erased and recorded and erased yep. and recorded. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, so what you should do is get in front of the camera. Don't be afraid. This is, this is an industry where there's a lot of old contractors. Yeah. And, and no offense, no offense, but it's an old industry. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to take advantage of that. And, you know, we don't get a lot of work from Instagram. Right. But people, people are starting to recognize in our community, in, in our area of service. Oh, hey, you work for... No, I'm not going to say it. Hey! Yeah, Dan? You have any more of that gum? That's none of your damn business, and I'll thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. But you're going to have to bleep that out for me. Okay. Hey, you work for that company. I've seen that guy on Instagram. Or, oh, you're that guy. Or you work with that guy. Stuff like that. Let people know who you are. But, um... I don't know. Just just get in front of the camera and and be yourself and be real. And I think that's what people want most. Yeah, that's um, well, and that's um, yeah. Thinking about going back to the COVID thing, thinking about what value you're offering, right? And exactly that. I don't know. For me personally, um, you know, I've always written and enjoyed. I enjoy writing. It's something I can do that doesn't really take a lot of energy for me. And um, I've had friends <clears throat> encourage me for a while to make videos, right. To make a video right. that goes along with the article and, uh, and, and Michelle Blevins encouraged me to do that too, from, um, uh, restoration and remediation magazine. And so that's definitely out of the comfort zone, you know, to, to right. put a video and they're super cringy, sure. <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, um, like you said, it's, it's relatable, um, to the end user. If you're trying to get customers outside of the traditional, you know, TPAs or insurance agents. Right. And which I think is important because at, yeah. at some point you're going to get kicked off the program or that, that program's yeah. going to end and you're going to need work. But, yep. uh, you know, this isn't something I see a lot of fruits from now, but yeah. I, I'm thinking more five, 10 years down the line, I think it's going to be a big deal. People are going to remember. Well, one thing we've considered too is it's not just, um, it's also for talent acquisition, right? You're relating to people that are in the workforce. Um, and, and so I think when people are looking at, you know, say they're looking on LinkedIn or um, one of the other uh, websites for jobs and they see your company, they're going to look younger people, especially are going to look, you know, do you have a social media footprint? 
And uh, so it's a way of um, communicating to the talent pool as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we, we've had people reach out and say, man, you guys take care of your employees. You love your employees. That yep. looks like somewhere I want to be. Yep. But I mean, and the other businesses down the street could be doing the same thing and they could love their employees and be taking them care of them better than we do. Yeah. But the fact that we're talking about it and, yep. and they know about it, you're, you know, you're a step yep. ahead there. Well, and it's the, the other part of it, it's free, right? I mean, it's, uh, you're not necessarily making money from water damage daily, but it's free to do. And, um, and you know, it, as an entrepreneur, you can think through, I could try this or I could try this. There's free ways to try to monetize it or optimize it. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything but time, which, you know, as a, a young father, that's uh, <laughs> not something sure. we have loads of. So, um, well, that's awesome. I uh, thank you for t cutting the time out. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Thank you for yeah. The, well, thanks the, for having me. The service to the industry. I know every morning, you know, <laughs> I check it and I always get a chuckle. Um, you do a great job of of keeping it that, real. That's that's the goal. Is that you yeah. know we we deal with a lot of stuff in our industry, so we we need a laugh. Yep. And hopefully, hopefully I can provide that. So hundred percent. Well, I know you were talking about you don't want to offend anybody, but um, I really don't see, in my opinion, I haven't seen anything that's like, uh, you know, would really get somebody into trouble. But, you know, some people are more sensitive than others. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I poke at Serve Pro a little bit yeah. um, or Service Master or whatever. But like the TPAs, I made that Napoleon Dynamite one where he's counting his change. He's like, oh, that's like, it's like six, like a dollar an hour. You know, <laughs> what it's like, you know, because they beat you up and stuff. but yeah uh, you just gotta learn how to play the game you'll be all right yeah there's been some funny memes lately um you know the the tpa's beaten the tpa versus my estimate so um yeah. hopefully well there's you know I, I think you mentioned like ed cross and the ria hopefully there's a lot of um, good things happening in the works you know yeah I'm, I'm hoping so it, lo it looks like it collaborate and, and and elevate that to where it's uh, something more sustainable um Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Any other yeah. closing thoughts or? Um, no, maybe discussions for another time. But Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time and uh, we'll yeah. have to catch up uh, soon. Uh, Water Damage Daily uh, is on Instagram and it's at Water Damage Daily, all one word. Any That's other correct. venues that you're currently distributing that through? No, you, you know, I, I, I put a poll out maybe like five or six months ago if, if I should kind of transfer it over to Facebook as well. But, you know, everyone said Instagram's a place and, and yeah. I think it was like 10% people said to go to Facebook. So yeah, it didn't really see a need to. Well, I've even, um, some of the hype videos we tried just, you know, I tried posting them on, on LinkedIn and it didn't seem like it had the same traction, you yeah. know, I, I, and I think that's, maybe that's a thought for people too. You can't always just post the same content on every uh, stream and expect the same results they're different crowds you know? well it, even if you did post the same content and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this you have to angle it towards your audience because your audience on LinkedIn is different than Instagram your yep. Facebook your Facebook audience is different than your Instagram so you, you got to find a way I, mean, I know he has people Gary Vaynerchuk does that uh, you know they'll take one video and he has the LinkedIn team and they'll go yep. angle it towards LinkedIn and, you know, yep. each, each uh, social media outlet, which is, would be nice to have someone that could do that. But. Yeah. Yeah. So any, <laughs> any interns out there that want to intern <laughs> and you do, you do invite collaboration, right? So if anybody's watching yeah. or listening and um, has a funny idea, then uh, direct message you there on Instagram. hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to chat at you again soon. Sounds good. Take care. Well, awesome. That's a wrap on another episode of the Diojo podcast. Um, definitely, um, you know, uh, you know, this is a, a website, the Water Damage Daily on Instagram, um, that uh, provides a lot of daily humor relief. Um, they're able to say a lot of things that maybe some of us want to say using humor, you know, in jest. You know, um, sometimes that can be very frustrating working through the insurance claim process. And uh, so they do a good job of kind of taking jabs at different things, you know, whether it's, um, you know, training technicians and getting people to do things consistently and account and be accountable, you know, or working with an insurance company or getting your butt handed to you by an adjuster. Um, or uh, I remember a couple of them, you know, some of the dumb things customers say, you know, that we have to just, you know, mm -hmm, yes, ma'am. Thank you, sir. You know, um, work through. And so, uh, just a great discussion. Actually, um, ended up being a really good deep dive into you know concepts related to marketing on social media, and so um, you know I, I think we've mentioned that a few times. You know, if you're just going in with generic content, you know that's just kind of a waste of time. You know, our job on is to tell the story, right? To to help people in their time of need. I think that's what gets a lot of us into the industry. We're able to help people. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you get that customer or that insurance company or just that process that just doesn't go well, you know, and sometimes that can stick with you for a while, you know, and forgetting, you know, some of the, the great projects, you know, I can remember, um, you know, one big project I had in Eugene was helping to restore the Eugene mission. And I remember all of our people were just excited to go to work every day because you felt like you were doing something that mattered. The people there were genuine. You know, sometimes you go into some of those organizations and you realize, man, you guys are kind of jerks, you know. And so, um, you know, the, the, sometimes the, a company's public face is different than what they're, uh, they actually are behind the scenes. And, you know, I can say for myself and for my team, you know, there at the Eugene Mission, it was, it was genuine people that we just enjoyed working with and, um, you know, felt like we were part of making something better. And so, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, tell that story. Um, and then those are, we should have done, you know, I'm thinking back, man, we should have done a better job of trying to, it's, it's difficult cause you, you know, a lot of us don't want to, you know, self promote or whatnot, but you kind of need to, not only from the sense of trying to engage future clients, but also in the talent, talent acquisition game, you know, we are competing for people, you know, from other industries, from within, you know, and those kinds of things. So, you know, uh, putting that content on social media, you know, helps uh, get you out there, um, you know, and then, you know, make in the, in the community, being engaged in the community and being genuine. So it's interesting to hear, um, you know, Water Damage Daily talk about both their humor site and then the company site that they run, which is even more successful than the humor site, you know, just things like, um, rising above the norm, being consistent, using opportunities to educate people. You know, he talked about, you know, don't just have a picture of mold and your logo. You know, um, he's a big proponent of get your face out there, you know, show them what you're doing and talk people through. You know, one example was like how many people don't even know what their deductible is or understand that, you know, so um, telling the story, showing your face, uh, being present. Um, and so, 
you know, those are all just, you know, basic principles and then trying them and going back to what Tyler Basu was talking about, you know, at the opening of this episode, if you're thinking through your funnel, you know, how are you using your content to try to drive people towards something rather than just being, you know, generic in it? You know, are you trying to focus through? I can remember we had one time, um, you know, I felt like I was working at a company as I went out to visit agents. We had very little presence. You know, they were the question I kept getting asked was, you know, are you guys still in business? And so um, we had been uh um, proposition by a local like a billboard company and this was in a smaller market and so um, and they said you know we've got a special on billboards and so we decided that was a lot of our discussion was like well what do we want to target you know so we're gonna have I don't remember if it was eight weeks or 12 weeks of these billboards and so I came up with the idea I was like man I really want to target you know, making people aware that we still exist and really simple because I think how many times do I drive past billboards and there's too much content. By the time you drive by, you can't um, grasp it all. And so I think we went something with like, you know, got water damage or got fire. Well, what happened was it was supposed to be water for the first month, alternate to fire and then back to water again, um, something like that. And they had messed up and never made the transition. And so we ended up getting like, they had our water billboards up and then because they didn't repost the fire billboards, they posted the fire billboards, but, um, and it was something to do like if that billboard hadn't been rebought by somebody, then your billboard stayed up. <laughs> we ended up having like, it seemed like 50% of the billboards in the town, you know? So, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, it can, you never know what, and, and it definitely, I do think, I don't know, we didn't track as well as we should have, like how many calls we got, but definitely it started the ball rolling for better um, brand awareness and restoring our presence in that market. Um, and so, and I think that's something too that we too often do is market to our competitors rather than to our clients. So, but, um, you know, talked about, you know, just getting your face out there, not being afraid. He shared, you know, the first couple of videos that he did, him sitting in his truck, you know, record, delete, record. And I can definitely, you know, my early videos, if you look at them on YouTube, it's me in the garage. And that's exactly, it's like delete, record, delete, edit, you know, so, um, uh, but just, you know, making a long-term investment, it is free. Uh, you know, one of the up and coming things is TikTok and wondering if that's, you know, even valuable for our businesses. Uh, one company that's using that fairly successfully and pretty humorously as well as a synergy restoration. So you might check them out, but uh, trying to stay ahead of the curve, um, you know, in, in that vein, um, we are doing, you'll might've noticed, I believe it was episode 10 is pro versus Joe. So little change in format um, that's uh, bringing in somebody that's not new to construction or sales or any of those kinds of things, but new to the um, insurance specific world. And so it's been fun. So, um, you know, he's the quote unquote joke new to the industry that this industry specifically in property restoration. Um, and then me being the pro, of course, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, what I've got 17, 18 years in, which, you know, to some that's a lot and to many that's, you know, just getting started. But, uh, you know, it's funny because, um, 
being able to share my experience with uh, Brian and Brandon has been really fun, but also re-energizing to hear them, you know, kind of look at the industry with new eyes and just say, you know, hey, this is, there's some great opportunities out there. So it's been a fun, you know, mutual relationship. And so that's, uh, that show, we try to take a little more of a laid back approach and kind of touch on some of the uh, culturally relevant uh, topics and uh, more of a, like I said, a laid back approach. So Love to have your feedback. You know, the content we post on YouTube, uh, typically under three questions with a pro from the DOJO. Um, a lot of those are articles on the Intentional Restorer segment for uh, Restoration and Remediation Magazine. And then, of course, we've got the DOJO podcast here. So if you're listening, please don't forget to like and, and, and give a rating and feel free, please. You know, send me messages through Instagram or LinkedIn if you've got ideas or, um, you know, feedback because, uh, you know, the goal is to make it effective and helpful. So thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. There's nothing that gets me more juiced up than the sweet sounds. The DOJO podcast. I'm listening to it right now. It's uh, the Django. If I was in the Django, the Django, Django podcast. Turn off, turn off. I'm done. I'm done. Can't you be like Lassie? One time in your life. Go. Good help. Oh. <laughs> Other than having to be in the minivan mafia. <laughs> hey, I'm already in it, man. I, yeah, I've accepted it. It's what it is. I, I didn't at first, but yeah. What what sold what sold me was as soon as I saw those freaking doors slide open and realized that my kids would be smacking other people's cars. Yep. I said, let's buy it. You're done. Well, <laughs> my my wife cried when we bought our first one, but thankfully we somebody gave us good advice to get the captain's chairs, and then that's um, so obviously we want to be somewhat delicate with. Uh, protecting your identity <laughs> yeah but so it's, it's kind of unique but at the same time i don't know maybe some people will know who, who i am maybe some won't but it's not like it's not like uh, uh you're not like guarding it with your life but you're perpetuating the, the fun. yeah what, what I, which is it's true but you it's know, just so ignorant it was such an ignorant comment yeah, yeah. i about lost my mind <laughs>